Extra time, Immaculate Grid, Grid 163-4, Tuesday, the 12th of September. This is the bonus show for Generations, talking about my sports generations. That's the big show with Steve and me. And we talk about, you know, how sports have changed during our respective lifetimes, how perceptions have changed. And uh, if you check out last Saturday, so it drops every Saturday at noon. But if you check out last Saturday, we discuss rule changes and how changes in rules have changed how we view the game. And this coming Saturday, we've got a new episode that we're real excited about. So that already has been recorded and that will be ready to go for you at noon Pacific Saturday. This is the extra time show. This is the bonus show. It drops every evening at 9 p.m. Pacific. So let's just check out the grid for today. We have the columns from left to right. We have the New York Mets. And then uh, we're, we're seeing this kind of as a theme as of late where we get the double career achievement instead of in the far right column and the bottom row, we get kind of the double achievement across the top. So in the middle, we have 300 plus wins in a career. And then in the far right hand column, we have 300 plus saves in a career. And uh, there have been a lot of save episodes as of late. So when you look at our descriptions over the last several weeks, we have changed it. So it's a lot easier for you to search. But we put the topic for that particular day. It's at the top and you do not have to press the more button. Apologies, the first sets of shows, you have to press more. You've got some boilerplate kind of description at the top. And then that day's kind of topics or players, you have to press more to see what it is. But another way to check for these episodes of kind of get an idea of the players or teams that we talk about you can see the actual grid. So the icon for every single episode is the grid for that respective day. So that should help you find those episodes a little bit easier. But these episodes are evergreen, so you don't have to necessarily listen to them on the day of that respective grid. Because we're talking about a lot of players from the past, and we've got a lot of stats and anecdotes that go along with these players. So you can listen to them any any day. They they're they're good at any particular time. And if you are following along with your grids, you know, share your grids with us. We will share those out for everyone and give you a nod as well. So for back to the grid for the rows top to bottom, we have our favorite team, the San Francisco Giants at the very top. In the middle, you have the Atlanta Braves and at the bottom you have the Philadelphia Phillies. So I'm going to have to admit, I had to look one of these up because I was not sure of the answer. And it's because I painted myself in a corner because I was trying to be cheeky going for scarcity scores. And I was trying to use a particular player for maybe the not, not so traditional answer. But by doing so, it took away a spot where I knew that he absolutely fit. And then I was kind of stuck with only a couple of I knew there were only going to be a handful of answers, but I jumped too quick without really analyzing the whole grid. 
and I almost, well, I mean, basically I shot myself in the foot because I effectively missed it. I knew it was going to be one of two or three different players. I didn't know exactly which one it was going to be. So we'll take the L on that one. We'll, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. So we've got the double achievements. So let's hit those last. So that's the middle column and the far right hand column because we've got notes across both of those sides. So let's just go ahead on the left hand column, the first column first, and let's go down and then we'll work our way back up and across and across and across. So for Mets and Giants, hey, Andres Torres. 0.7%. Andres Torres, you know, won a World Series with the Giants in 2010. Aaron Rowan started out as the center fielder that year. He actually has a, a World Series ring. But Rowan, you know, he faded pretty fast that year. Torres, you know, caught fire and, and he took over in center field. And he was the starting center fielder during the World Series in that uh, first World Series against the Rangers. Torres then would leave the Giants and go to the Mets, and then he would actually come back. Then in the middle left-hand row, we have Mike Remlinger, and he was originally a Giant, and so he would actually make his way to the Braves. He would actually be – so he would, he would not go directly to the Braves from the Giants, but he would – you know, miss out a few years from his first debut with the Giants, eventually make his way to the Braves. And then he was a fantastic setup guy for the Braves. So he was, uh, you know, seventh inning, eighth inning reliever for the for the Braves left hander. Started out as a as a starter, but Remlinger, former Giant, but he comes in here at 0.05%. So he was a Met and a Brave and a Giant. And then in the bottom left-hand corner at 0.05% for the Phillies and Mets. Hey, let's go with Greg Maddox's brother, Mike Maddox. So, uh, yeah, Mike Maddox originally was a Philly, bounced around quite a bit. I mean, you know, still played in the big leagues. Of course, not anywhere near as successful or effective as his brother. But uh, Mike Maddox, nonetheless, still had a uh, productive major league career but 0.05 percent all right so let's go into these uh career achievements so we're going to go to the top middle so that's 300 wins and san francisco giants and we went steve carlton and here's the clue he's the one that i almost dart the whole thing up <clears throat> for myself and we'll talk about that in specifics here in just a moment but steve carlton very end of his career, you know, he'd have that Rando Giant year. He would actually have his 4,000 4, strikeout would come as a Giant. But he comes in here at 1%. There were seven possible answers here for the Giants. Chrissy Mathewson might be the most notable only because, you know, all-time career wins. You know, he's second, third. Third all-time career wins, 373. Chrissy Mathewson, you know, New York Giant, of course, turn-of-the-century player. So, you know, not my favorite. He's a good name, and he's he's kind of somebody to be able to talk about. But I don't know. Those players that are just so old where we don't even have any kind of good video or pictures of them, it's like, yeah, okay, it's cool. Those stats are pretty, un, un you know, it's just – it's almost like unknowable. It's, it, it's just like – it's like can't even – 
fathom because those seasons where you're consistently winning 30 plus games and the dominance is just so high and it's you wonder is the baseball even anywhere close to what i remember either past present or current i guess present current are the same but not baseball that i'm familiar with but he's a possible answer here's the other thing warren spawns last year was as a san francisco giant so he's a longtime milwaukee brave and uh he has that very last season san francisco made his way to the bay so warren spawn 363 wins the aforementioned steve carlton 329 of course there's gaylord perry we're going to talk about him again and here in just a moment but gaylord perry you know he pitched basically you know he was a giant they get rid of him he goes to cleveland wins a world series or a cy young and then he'd win another cy young he'd win one as a cleveland and he would win another as a padre he paid plays for like nine teams but i mean he was spectacular for the most part throughout his career but uh gaylord perry was a possibility here at 314 wins career you could have gone Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson got his 300th win as a giant. So that's kind of the, you know, another between he and Carlton, those are your rando facts for the day. And then you have two 1800 players, Mickey Welch at 307 and Tim Keefe at 342. They're, they're going to come up again. But I mean, it's like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. So let's move over one. So that is the far right-hand column, top row. So Giants and 300-plus saves. So again, we're being cheeky. I went Goose Gossage because Goose had that rando year. But there's a couple guys. Really, there's one guy that's a Giant and another guy that started as a Giant, and the others are just, eh. And of course, Goose Gossage, you know, he's not a Giant. You know, you he's a Yankee. He's a Padre. That's about it, you know. But Goose here, 6%. You could have gone Joe Nathan. Joe Nathan started as a giant. He was part of the terrible trade. We've talked about it. Goes to Minnesota. We get AJ Brzezinski back. That dude's just a cancer on the team. Joe Nathan, 377. Joe Nathan at 377 saves. I mean, he basically leaves the Giants, goes to the Twins, and, you know, he's, you know, he might be a Hall of Famer. He would go to Texas, had some productive years at Texas. Roberto Hernandez, ugh, there's another trade. Giants trade, you know, to the White Sox. They get Roberto Hernandez, Wilson Alvarez, and Jim Deshays. It's like, Jim Deshays, let's go get one of those guys that played for the Astros however many years ago. Ugh, Giants, Roberto Hernandez. And he was terrible for the Giants. But then, of course, you know, he comes back and actually very productive with the Devil Rays and uh, Roberto Hernandez. Roberto Hernandez, 326 saves. I mean, that tells you that saves basically post, you know, I don't even know when you want to call it, 94, 95, somewhere in that neighborhood. Saves are, you know, kind of a trick, a trick statistic. Maybe not that meaningful anymore. I don't know. Another rando guy you could have gone with was Jose Mesa. Jose Mesa has 300 career saves, 321. The Giants, you know, get Jose Mesa and Sean Sean Dunstan. <laughs> so Sean Dunstan was a Giant for two seconds, you know, and then he would leave, and then the Giants would trade for him back. He was in, he was with the Clevelands, and they trade for him and 
and Jose Mesa. It's like, okay, sure. And then he would leave again, and the Giants would sign him as a free agent again. I mean, it's like, all right. Sean Dunson, he's from the East Bay, so all right, that's cool. And he was fine with the Giants, but I mean, Jose Mesa, come on. And then here's the Giant, Rob Nen. You know, Rob Nen, 314 career saves. You know, maybe he's a Hall of Famer, I don't know. But, um, you know, he was a Marlin. Originally started as a starter, I think it was Texas. As a starter, as a ranger, comes a reliever with the Marlins, and then, uh, you know, those last several seasons with the Giants, you know, 40-plus saves pretty much for the most part. So 314, and then Goose here at 310. So let's go down once. So we're in the middle column, middle square, so the very middle square, middle row. So that's 300-plus wins and Atlanta Braves. We went Gaylord Perry here. So, again, we were searching scarcity. We are trying to be cheeky, so 0.7%. You could have gone Cy Young. He was a Boston Brave, 5'11", wins. Warren Spahn, of course. We've already talked about him, 363. Here's some 1,800 love. Kid Nichols, 362. All right, sure, whatever. But names that you know, Greg Maddox, 355 wins. Uh, you could have gone John Clarkson. Don't really know him, 328 wins. And then here's the man. We've talked about him a lot. Go, go search those episodes out. Phil Negro, last guy to win 20 and lose 20. And he didn't lose 20 because he was bad. He lost 20 because his team was bad. He, he, won, he won almost a third of the total team games that year. Go check that episode out. We detail that out. I've, I've come to respect Phil Negro more and more as I've been doing this show. As a kid... I was like, oh, man, this guy just throws junk. He's a knuckleballer. You know, he's this old dude on the mound. You know, what's he doing out there? And now going back and looking at it, he's a boss. Phil Necro. Yeesh. The aforementioned Gary Lord Perry, 314. Some more 1800s love Old Haas Radboy. If your name is Old Haas, isn't that by definition means that you were born prior to the turn of not the 20th, not the 21st century, but the turn of the 20th century before 310 wins. And then Tom Glavin, you know, he could have easily been a hockey player, but Tom Glavin with 305. So let's move over one, and that is the far right-hand column and Braves, so 300-plus saves and Atlanta's. So Billy Wagner, Billy Wagner's 422 saves. It's like fifth all time. Billy Wagner. Strangely enough, I looked him up. His save percentage is 85%. I don't, yeah, 422 is pretty good, but I don't know. For some reason, I, I just think a great closer, you got to be much higher than that. Lee Smith's not in that league, but both Hoffman and Mariano Rivera, you know, they're at that 89, high 88, 89% save percentage. So Billy Wagner, 422. Kinley Jansen has 420 saves. Who knew? Craig Kimbrell has 417 saves. Are saves devalued? Are they not that important? I, I, 
I mean, we're just cranking out 400 save guys now. Jeff Reardon has 367 saves, so he was uh, an answer here. Jeff, if you would have asked me, oh, I don't know, early 90s, and said, is Jeff Reardon a Hall of Famer? I would have said without even thinking twice, yes. Now, uh, I don't know. Roberto Hernandez is here. He played for everybody. 326 saves again. And then Bruce Sutter has 300 on the dot. Bruce Sutter in the Hall of Fame. Again, he is the answer to who is the Hall of Famer to win a Cy Young Award and never start a game. The answer, Bruce Sutter. He finished his career, you know, as a Brave. Originally a Cub. Cut his teeth, you know, his Hall of Fame teeth with the Cardinals, of course. So let's go to the bottom, to the last bit. So this is where I ran into problems. 300 plus wins and Phillies. And as soon as I realized I saw that, and I didn't really think twice before going with Carlton as a giant, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. Because it's Steve Carlton and Crust. And I didn't know if Grover Alexander was a Philly or not. And I was thinking, you know, Walter Johnson was an A. You know, I was like, Cy Young was, you know, he was a Boston and Boston and, you know, Cleveland's, Cleveland Spiders. And I was like, ah, is it Grover Alexander? Is it one of, you know, is it Kid Nichols? Is it one of these other dudes? I mean, I've heard these names before, but I don't really know. And it's like, well, the answer is all of them. Uh, I was thinking it might have maybe Ed Walsh, but that was not a eligible answer. But you, if outside of Carlton, 329, your, an, your answers were Grover Alexander is 373, Kid Nichols at 362, and Tim Keefe at 342. End of list. So I was in trouble. So I'm taking the L on this one. I looked it up. Grover Alexander, 8% here. But I should have gone Carlton here because I know, of course, Carlton did it. Originally a Cardinal. But, yeah, I kind of cheated on that one. So full disclosure. Bottom right hand, last one, we've got Craig Kimbrell. That's where I went 40% for fills and 300-plus saves. The aforementioned Billy Wagner, Kimbrell. You know, I don't, I think he's lost in time because of Wagner and Kimbrell and Jansen. Jonathan Papelbon. I think between him and Huston Street, like those guys came and went. Came and went. Boom. Huston Street's got 300, over 300 saves. Like, dude only pitched till he was like 31, 32. And it feels like Papelbon is kind of like the same but 368 saves. Roberto Hernandez makes another, you know, appearance here, 326 again. And Jose Mesa makes another appearance, 321. And then here's the one that blows my mind because I don't think of either of them ever playing for the Phillies. And I do not remember either of them playing for the Phillies, but the Joneses, and they are not related, but I always get them mixed up because, you know, beefy white dudes, I don't know kind of that round body tossing some slop up there as a closer last name Jones 
it's like uh todd and doug i don't know which one is which are the same guy aren't they wait they're not the same guy well here's how you remember him todd jones is the you know detroit tiger as a couple of times where he was the closer and then not the closer and then he left and then he came back and then he became the closer again he has 300 career saves 319 and then doug jones was the cleveland and he bounced around a little bit after that but he's the one that was mostly a cleveland so the jones brothers even though they're not brothers i mean but i mean i tell you i get i between the two joneses i get them confused all the time and then an incarcin incarnacion there's two of them. There's three of them. There's seven of them. There might be 18 of the Incarnacions. I, I couldn't tell you the difference between Edwin. I, I, there you go. I can't even think of all of their first names. I know there's an Edwin. You know, one was a Tiger. One was a Cleveland or a Toronto. I, I don't know. There's a lot of Incarnacions. And, and they're all during that time frame where I'm not really, especially if you're in the American League. Once you start getting into the 2010s and later, uh, you know, maybe late 2000s and you're in the American League. I mean, I, I kind of know who you are, but. Yeah. And the Joneses are a little bit older than that. I mean, they go back. Doug Jones goes back to the late 80s. Todd Jones goes back, I think, to the early 90s. So I should be able to, you know. Figure out the difference between those two dudes, but. Yeah, there's a handful. Of, and then the Uptons. I know they're, they are brothers, but I couldn't – like between BJ and Justin, it's like, yeah, one was a Padre, one was a Ray. Maybe they were both Rays. One was a Giant for two minutes, but he actually never played for the Giants. He was just in their spring training. I don't know which one it was. I think it was Justin, maybe. I don't know. One of them was in Arizona, Diamondback, probably, maybe. Who knows? Anyhow, we're just having fun. This is the Extra Time Show. This is Immaculate Grid. This is Grid 163. We hope you're following along. Subscribe, follow us. We're on Spotify. Share with your friends. We have jumped in listenership over these last couple of weeks, so we appreciate it a lot. Keep keep listening. We're on the uh, Apple and the amazon as well so you can find us at both both of those places but uh i'm jonathan this is extra time it's immaculate grid it's a bonus show for generations talking about my sports generations check the new show out this coming saturday with steve and me cheers <laughs>